Chapter Twelve of the Master of Mysteries. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Master of Mysteries by Galette Burgess. Chapter Twelve: Why Mrs. Burbank Ran Away. Surely, said Astro, until you have solved a woman's emotional equation, there's little use in trying to discover her motive a woman will kill a man she hates but she will as often kill a man she loves now look at this letter and tell me whether the writer is in love or not as he spoke he selected a sheet from the many spread out on his table and handed it to his assistant then taking up the stem of his nargali he leaned comfortably back on his velvet couch and watched the girl with amusement and fondness his oriental eyes narrowed and his olive-skinned handsome oval face under the white turban became a mask valeska took up the writing with a pretty gesture and scanned it studiously she looked up at last with a quick interrogative smile she's in love i think isn't she decidedly the master of mysteries bowed slowly the crossings of the t's are almost all in a double curve it's a sure sign but you notice that some of them have only a single curve like the lower are of a circle oh so they have why then she has had a previous love affair hasn't she yes she is sincerely in love now though she hasn't yet forgotten her first you see by the regularity of her terminals too that she's a faithful friend but to return to the crossings let us compare these with some others he looked over the collection and drew forth another specimen here you see a woman that has had but one affair and has quite outlived it the arc is that of the top of a circle you see here's one who is beginning to be in love you will observe the same arc as in the first a rising curve but no compound curves if you thoroughly understand this principle will go on to a study of terminals and gladiated words as he spoke his face lighted up with enthusiasm a bell softly tinkling interrupted him with a sudden gesture he swept all the letters into a heap and tossed them into a drawer that done he became again the calm impassive seer he drew his red silken robe about him as valeska rose to answer the bell he followed her svelte graceful form with alert eyes till she disappeared in the waiting-room then they fell abstractedly on the slow gracefully rising blue perfumed smoke of the censer in a corner of the dim studio and remained there until the curtains again parted the visitor was a fine military type of man with white moustache and iron-gray hair tall and well built but with a face drawn and haggard he strode up to astro with a determined air the seer awaited the first words calmly my name is burbank the man began major burbank retired i have come to you on an important and delicate piece of business at the advice of a friend who has told me of your reputation for solving mysteries i trust sir that you will consider what i have to say to you as confidential astro nodded and made an expressive gesture my wife left our home yesterday afternoon leaving a very painful letter for me 
i wish to know sir if you think that you can discover her whereabouts for me without precipitating a scandal i have the greatest wish that this matter should not be known unless it is absolutely necessary astro bowed and pointed to a chair seating himself as well i am ready sir he replied if you will acquaint me with the details i think i can do what you wish there are no details the visitor broke out that is none but this letter everything was all right we were happily married my wife and i loved each other we have two children whom she has abandoned it's incredible sir there is absolutely no reason for it at all so far as i can see but look at this and imagine what i have to suffer he took a letter in an envelope from his pocket and handed it to the seer astro looked over the envelope carefully then opened the letter and read the following message my dear dear george i shall never see you again don't try to find me i am going to finish a long bitter wretchedness forgive me if you can for i have suffered farewell ellen his eyes ran over the pen strokes carefully he looked at the back of the envelope again then held it sensitively in his hands keeping a serious silence for a few minutes his gaze became abstracted for several minutes he did not speak seemingly falling into a deep reverie then he said my dear sir your wife is still alive and i think i can find her but i get from the radiations of this writing a conviction that she is in great mental distress which it is not well for you to break in upon just yet i should prefer that you permit me to inspect your house and see if i cannot discover the reason for this surprising action by visiting the place where she was last i shall the more readily be impressed by her magnetism and get the vibrations that have undoubtedly affected her first of all i must ask you to send me immediately several photographs of mrs burbank that i may fix her image in my mind major burbank had stood looking at him with a tense anxious look is that necessary he said i had hoped that if you had the occult power you claim you could do it more simply if you wish to help her astro shrugged his shoulders help her it's just that he exclaimed i want to save her even more than i want to find her that goes without saying very well only a few more questions so that i may be prepared for whatever influences i may find who lives in your house he added including servants of course besides my wife and myself only the cook a second girl and a nurse who are your most frequent visitors why let's see ellen has a lot of women friends who run in occasionally of course no the men the major looked at him sternly see here sir if you attempt for a moment to hint that my dear major burbank astro replied amiably i hint at nothing all i wish is to be able to distinguish between the astral emanations of those who frequent your place it is possible that mrs burbank was most affected by a woman but it is not likely the major still frowning replied we lead a very quiet life my friend colonel trevelyan is the only close friend of the family but i must tell you sir that my wife has of late confessed to me that she did not like him it has made it very uncomfortable for me i assure you but i saw him only to-day he can have nothing to do with this disappearance i am sure 
i have known him for several years quite intimately and he's the last person i understand said astro dryly but has he heard of mrs burbank's disappearance no i haven't had the heart to tell him very good i should advise you not to well i will call this afternoon i think we shall be able to satisfy you as soon as the visitor had gone valeska appeared astra handed her mrs burbank's letter with a curious look she examined it under the drop-light at the table she is in love but has had a previous affair just like that other woman how curious and she's suffering from a severe mental strain too i heard the major's conversation while i was in the secret closet it's interesting isn't it do you suppose she has outgrown her feeling for her husband and is in love with his friend now or is she in love with her husband and has outgrown her affection for colonel trevelyan that's what we have to find out astro shook his head you said you knew she was alive though how can you be sure that is true you haven't half examined that envelope astro replied abstractedly as he walked up and down his chin in his hand supporting the elbow with his other arm absorbed in thought it's postmarked new york though oh i see valeska smiled at him she had turned back the top flap which adhered loosely gummed and looked at the imprint of the stationer hodge and durland poughkeepsie new york she read she may be there perhaps but how did she mail it here in new york no doubt she gave a porter a dollar at the station to post it when his train got into the city perfectly simple you'll notice that the envelope is badly crumpled and soiled it has evidently been carried some time in a man's pocket now he continued taking off his robe and turban i wish to lose no time so i'll go right over to the burbanks while you wait for the photographs as soon as they come take the first train for poughkeepsie and see if you can locate mrs burbank it's unlikely she is still there yet she may be and if i find her keep her in sight wire me and await instructions i see valeska bent her brows and thought if she's gone of course i'll try to trace her if i can get it out of the hotel clerks if you can astro struggling into a long gray overcoat paused long enough to smile at his assistant in return she made a mischievous face at him he blew a kiss to her and taking a stick and silk hat left the studio his green limousine took him in ten minutes to a brownstone house on west fifty-second street one of a row of gloomily respectable fronts a butler impressively solemn ushered him into the parlor astro was about to sit down when the man said i am sorry to say that major burbank has been unexpectedly called away sir and left instructions that you should see anything you wished his voice dropped in tone as he added sombrely the fact is sir the major had just heard a piece of shocking news his brother has just committed suicide sir and he has gone up to kingsbridge to see about it sir he was very much upset of course sir but he told me to do what was necessary for you so if you are ready i'll show you everything is mrs burbank in astro asked no sir she is not i understand an aunt was taken ill and she has gone out of town to attend to her she left yesterday afternoon sir directly after lunch in a great hurry sir in a hurry 
astro repeated watching the impassive countenance of the servant yes sir so much so that she never stopped to hang up the telephone receiver sir i expect the call was from her aunt's people though she got a letter in the morning that did seem to upset her too ah the master of mysteries knitted his brow and sat for a few moments without speaking while the butler stood erect waiting like a lay figure astro looked up at him suddenly with a keen searching gaze and for a moment a startled expression passed over the man's face so mrs burbank has gone to her aunt's he said deliberately that's what she said sir do you believe it the butler shifted his feet uneasily it's hardly for me to say sir see here astro rose and took the fellow by the lapel of his coat you're quite right my man it isn't for you to suspect anything of course but if i know anything about human nature you are devoted to the major and you're to be trusted now see here i'm here to help him in this matter but anything i find out from you shall go no further do you understand yes sir the butler replied uneasily the major said i was to obey your instructions to the letter sir there is one thing that i want to know my man and that is did mrs burbank write to colonel trevelyan before or since she went away i can't say sir as to that the seer still looked at the man searchingly as if sending his will and thought through his eyes to fascinate and charm the man's attitude as he watched astro changed subtly from suspicious to confidence gradually he lost the conventional stolidity of the servant and became more human all i want to see is the envelope of that letter astro said watching his man the butler hesitated i might possibly find out from the colonel's man sir i'm well acquainted with him and i've done him favors in times past see if you can get it and meanwhile i'll go up into mrs burbank's room the butler showed the way upstairs and left the master of mysteries alone once the door was shut astro gave a swift look about the chamber then walked to a writing-desk everything was in order and not a letter was visible from here he turned to the open grate the fire was out and only a few ashes remained these he examined carefully on the top were a few flakes of carbonized paper crumpled like black poppy petals with a deft finger he drew these from the grate and carried them to the desk placing them on a white blotter on the wrinkled surface almost invisible were some traces of writing appearing as if slightly embossed on the surface he could make out only one word or part of a word kellum the closest scrutiny revealed no more writing but on one charred fragment he discovered the remains of a postage stamp it was curiously shrunk to half size and appeared as a negative in which all that had been white was black and the red ink changed to gray by the time he had accomplished this delicate manipulation the butler had returned i found the letter sir but it hasn't been opened at all it seems that the colonel didn't come home last night and hasn't returned yet i got it out of william but he's in a mortal terror sir and he wants me to bring it back at once do you think it will take you long sir about ten minutes but i shall have to be alone you're not going to open it sir it's as much as william's place is worth to be caught at this game no i won't open it i only wish to see the writing come back in ten minutes 
and i'll let you have it back as soon as the butler had gone astro drew from his pocket a bottle of alcohol and a velvet sponge with this he moistened the envelope and it became as transparent as tracing paper the letter inside was so folded however that he could read only one line in a nervous hurried handwriting which he recognized as mrs burbank's i cannot bear it any longer if you don't he opened the window set the envelope in a draught and waited in ten minutes he took it up smelled of it and went out of the room the butler was anxiously waiting and received it with relief one moment before you go said astro i'd like to see the nursery and the children the butler led the way and opened a door on the third floor two children one about four and the other two years old were playing on the floor with building blocks while a nursemaid was busy at the window with some sewing the butler retired to return the letter astro went to the children and knelt down beside them showing by his manner that he was not only fond of children but used to them he did not speak at first sitting with them smiling and playing with the blocks as if he himself was of their age the elder a boy seeing him arranging a pile of blocks crawled over to watch and help him as the two sat there together the other baby stared at astro then she put out her two arms and cried kellum kellum astro stared in surprise it was the same word evidently that he had found on the ashes of mrs burbank's letter he turned to the nurse who apparently had noticed nothing unusual what does she mean by that he asked oh that kellum kellum why i don't know i'm sure sir i fancy it's one of the games they play with colonel trevelyan he often comes in here for a romp with the kiddies and they seem to be fond of him i've heard agatha say that before but lord i never thought to wonder about it it is funny isn't it again the child reached out her arms and repeated the words kellum kellum did she ever play that particular game with her mother nurse i don't remember sir i'm sure i expect so though seems to me now i think of it i did hear mrs burbank trying to break agatha of it but no doubt i've got it mixed up astro watched the children for some time then after kissing each of the chubby faces went thoughtfully downstairs he had no sooner reached the hall than the outer door opened and burbank entered with a serious expression on his face he bowed and shook his head sadly my misfortunes are all coming at once it seems he said my brother is dead my wife missing it's too much for me and i'm afraid i'll have to call in the police and put them on the case i can't stand it any longer unless unless you have discovered some way of helping me he added when did your brother die astro asked as far as we can learn early this morning the gas was turned on in his room and he was found at eight o'clock dead from the fumes they were unable to locate me till four this afternoon when i went right over and did what was necessary he lived alone i presume yes not even a servant the body was discovered by a friend whom he had asked to call who smelled the gas and had the door broken in i can't account for it anyway did mrs burbank ever visit his apartment astro asked yes occasionally when he was ill she went over and took him things necessary he stopped and stared at the master 
but you don't suspect that that there's any connection between mrs burbank's disappearance and my brother's death i should like to investigate your brother's apartments said astro evasively i may be able to receive some impression there that will lead me on the track i have succeeded in harmonizing the vibrations in mrs burbank's apartments and feel already that i understand her mental condition when she left home but there is a strange discord there mr burbank and i must complete the impression here is my card then i'll write a note asking that you be given the fullest opportunity for investigation on the premises of course the body has been taken to the morgue and the police are in charge of the apartment but i think you will have no trouble with them one more thing mr burbank i'd like to know if mrs burbank was ever hypnotized that you know of why only once possibly twice at an evening party here we did have some rather amusing experiments this fall but it was nothing but fun of course and who was it that hypnotized her that time asked the seer why my friend colonel trevelyan he fancied that he had some power and did succeed in influencing one or two of the company my wife included but nothing further ever came of it and we never tried it again has the colonel known your wife long yes since before we were married but my dear sir you don't mr burbank at present i am merely holding myself sensitive to whatever influences i come in contact with that's all as soon as i have soaked myself in them so to speak i shall go into a trance and be guided by subconscious mind i don't know about these things at all i observe i listen i smell but what works these impressions out in me is deeper than mere sense or mere ratiocination you must wait patiently and hope for the best he left burbank disconsolate in the library and jumping into his limousine the master of mysteries drove to the studio here a telegram awaited him it was from valeska she's in troy shall find her this evening and wire address he dispatched an answer and hurrying to the subway took an express to kingsbridge on the way his face belied the confident patter by which he had imposed upon his client his eyes were fixed his mouth set occasionally he drew from his pocket a notebook and consulted its contents staring at the page for minutes at a time as the train slowed down he became alert again and when it stopped he waited only long enough to ask for directions then walked briskly to burbank's apartment the note ensured a grudging admittance and he was taken upstairs by an officer into a little flat the place was meagerly furnished as a bachelor's quarters a look into the kitchen revealed a few utensils and packages of food strewn about in a disorderly manner the sitting-room was scantily furnished but in better order astro gave it a glance the chamber where burbank had died next engrossed his attention here he spent a half-hour in elaborate scrutiny still he appeared dissatisfied excusing himself to the officer he opened the back door and inspected the platform here he saw an ash barrel and a can for refuse he opened the cover of each in turn lighting a match he looked eagerly into them in a moment he had drawn out a broken hollow black rubber cylinder and after assuring himself that he had all the fragments slipped them into his overcoat pocket he then returned inside 
you have no doubt that the death was caused by suicide i suppose officer of course not there's no evidence to the contrary that i know of no one was known to have visited him the night before he died the people downstairs say they heard footsteps late that night but it may have been anybody nobody heard the door shut or if they had how was it possible to turn on the gas the door was locked on the inside as they found when they burst it in and the rear entrance was locked too that too it was a suicide all right of course very well then that's all i'll report to the major good night officer astro hurried back to the subway station as he reached the ticket-taker he drew a photograph from his pocket and handed it to the man did you see a woman like this last night late he looked at it for some time before he answered i wouldn't be sure about that but i've certainly seen her several times i can't recall just when was the last time that's all said astro and he handed the man a dollar ran downstairs and boarded the express for downtown another telegram from Valeska was lying under his door when he reached the studio after reading it he hastily scribbled two dispatches and rang for a messenger one read your child bobby has been taken ill with pneumonia and is at a private hospital at number two three four west thirty fourth street come at once important this was addressed to mrs bell grant delmar house troy new york the other was sent to valeska wynne follow b g wherever she goes and get acquainted with her if possible but do not let her know you know her then yawning he took off his coat rolled up his shirt-sleeves and sat down to a table under the electric light here he laid out the pieces of the cylinder he had found and with liquid glue started laboriously to piece them together one by one he fastened them and warmed them over a bunsen burner till they were dry the work was long and arduous and it was almost daylight before he had finished the job the cylinder was now complete except for an irregularly shaped hole at one extremity with a penknife he trimmed the protruding glue and then examined the hole through a magnifying glass not till it appeared to satisfy his inspection did he desist but at last the thing was done and without undressing he threw himself on the great velvet couch under a trophy of arms and fell sound asleep his pet cat deodar a handsome black angora awakened him at nine o'clock by clawing at his sleeve and astro jumped up and went to the telephone a half hour later tubbed and clad in his flowing red silk robe his turban and its moonstone clasp on his head he sipped his thick black coffee and munched his rolls as he read in the morning paper the accounts of the suicide of edward burbank nothing new to interest him had transpired as he sat there the bell rang and soon a boy in buttons entered carrying a parcel astro opened it and took from a box a phonograph which he set on the table he was a bit excited now as he fitted his mended cylinder to the drum and started the clockwork the wheels whirred a harsh dry voice announced a song by a well-known comedian after a preliminary orchestral flourish the solo began astro listened eagerly the melody was constantly interrupted by discordant explosive noises caused by the joining of the broken pieces 
but with these interruptions the song ran on for a while fairly intelligibly then there was a splitting series of crackling noises from the silence following these there came a sudden loud monotonous exclamation kellum 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 kell astro staring stopped the machine and reseated himself to fall into a profound reverie at times he shook his head once he rose to take mrs burbank's letter from a pigeon-hole and scrutinized it long and carefully at last with a shrug he took up his nargali and a volume of french memoirs smoking and reading the time passed away till ten o'clock the first visitors were sent away by buttons astro would not be disturbed at eleven the telephone bell rang the master of mysteries took up the receiver eagerly it was major burbank i have just received a letter he said and i thought it would be well for you to know the contents it is from my unfortunate brother edward and in it he tells me that he is contemplating suicide the poor fellow was in ill health and financial straits and the fact that he had been a care to me seemed to worry him it's dreadful to think of his having been distressed over the little i was able to do for him but i feel quite sure that he was not sane when he committed his desperate act the poor fellow is at rest in peace now i trust i almost wish i were astro's expression had changed wonderfully as he heard the news he hastened to offer his sympathy anew to his client and assured him that it was only a question of a few hours before his wife would return this promise seemed to quiet the old man's distress astro went back into the studio with a new expression at once determined and jubilant he sat down wrote a note and dispatched it by a messenger boy this done he set the phonograph carefully at the beginning of the strange exclamation that interrupted the song on the record and waited in a half-hour buttons opened the heavy portiers announced colonel trevelyan and a man walked in the visitor looked about scornfully he was a lean yellow bony-faced man with deep-set eyes and a drooping moustache he spoke with a drawl i believe you requested to see me on a matter of importance and of a confidential nature he observed languidly i did astro replied i am about to make a request of you indeed you do me a great honour the man's tone was sarcastic astro scarcely looked at him i should be infinitely obliged to you colonel trevelyan if you would consent to pack up your things leave new york and not return for five years the colonel scowled took a step nearer and clenched his fist you infernal charlatan if you'll take off that nightgown and sweeping cap i'll see that you don't decorate this cosy corner any longer what the deuce do you mean by jove i'll thrash you and pitch you out of your own window astro yawned then he brought his two hands down on his knees and his dark alert head was outstretched toward the colonel on whom he turned two blazing eyes colonel trevelyan he said in a voice like the rattling of paper you have persecuted mrs burbank long enough if you fancy you understand the art of hypnotic suggestion i can show you that you're a fool as well as a cur for her sake i consent to permit you to leave town without informing the major exactly what kind of a cad you are but you'll have to leave quickly the colonel had already lost the most of his nerve but he made a last attempt to bluster what do you mean sir 
i've done nothing at all i assure you you're quite mistaken why the major is my best friend and you do not wish to supplant him as husband of your old sweetheart mrs burbank of course not it's absurd the colonel's face was ashen now and you did not suggest after hypnotizing her and getting her somewhat under your influence that she the man stared hard at astro and his jaw had dropped that she what he almost whispered it astro touched the phonograph kellum kellum kell it ground out raucously the colonel stared first at the mechanism then at the palmist he dropped a step back undecided then turning suddenly bolted out of the room astro dropped again into his chair folded his arms and drew a long breath the hansom drew up at number two three four a woman got out paid the driver and looked curiously at the front door apparently puzzled she drew a telegram from her purse and read it over she was a fine-looking woman of thirty-five dressed all in black even to her furs though she wore no mourning veil her only luggage was a small travelling bag everything about her stamped her as a woman of culture and influence if not rich at least comfortably off yet her demeanour was timid almost frightened as she started to ascend the steps a green motor-car driving furiously came down thirty-fourth street and drew up suddenly before her a young girl fresh and pretty smartly dressed and with an air of jaunty confidence jumped out the woman who had first arrived stared at her in astonishment why she said how do you happen to be here the look of perplexity and timidity in her eyes deepened now into positive alarm oh she breathed you're not a detective valeska took her hand affectionately no my dear mrs burbank only a friend who wants to help you i knew that if i told you on the train you'd never come here so i didn't dare to explain that we had really imposed upon you bobby is quite well i assure you you needn't worry on his account and i hope on no other account either for i am sure by this time the master has been able to straighten things out the master mrs burbank gasped yes astro the master of mysteries my employer and my friend as i am sure he is yours your husband secured his services for no one else would have been able to find you and help you without danger of publicity come right up and you'll hear from him that everything is all right oh if it only were the woman followed valeska hopelessly ten minutes after that mrs burbank sat smiling in the studio astra had told her that there would be nothing more to fear from the prosecutor who had made the last few weeks hideous she had herself confessed everything how after the first hypnotic sleep the colonel had given her persistently so often that it drove her almost distracted the horrible suggestion that she kill her husband she had struggled hard against it but the iteration of the words kill him so distorted as to be unintelligible to any one else coming now in letters now over the telephone now from the innocent lips of her own child had finally unstrung her mind and for fear lest in her distress she should actually commit the crime she had run away to get out of the colonel's power when i went away she concluded 
i thought i had destroyed every evidence that might enable my husband to know how i had been tormented that is every piece but one the phonograph cylinder i was afraid i could not destroy that and feared to leave it in the house i took it with me when i went to see edward hoping that i should find some place to conceal it but every one seemed to be watching me and i was too nervous to risk throwing it away so when i got to edward's apartment i left it there in the ash barrel i had intended to tell him everything and ask his advice but the poor fellow was so blue that i didn't have the heart to worry him with my own troubles and i left him without saying anything she looked curiously at astro i can't imagine how you ever found out it's wonderful astro's look was cryptic my dear mrs burbank he replied such a nervous force as yours is intensely dynamic it affects a disturbance of the ether and to one sensitive to such vibration the message impression is as plain as the ringing of a bell valeska smiled and folded her hands but now what am i to tell my husband mrs burbank exclaimed if he knows everything he'll want to kill colonel trevelyan the colonel will take himself out of harm's way i'm sure said astro he has had his warning there is only one possible way that i know of plausibly explaining your absence valeska looked up swiftly as if to anticipate his explanation what can i say mrs burbank said doubtfully the truth a woman's last resort and astro favored her with a rather cynical smile End of chapter 12